Our stories need to be told, need to be heard, need to be valued because we learn, inspire, motivate, and teach through stories. There are some people among us with great stories. The way they live, the paths and risks they take, the way they handle challenges when life gets difficult, their journey from the beginning to becoming has so many messages for us to take. Today, I have one of those great people to talk about her story, and I would like to invite you to hear her story because I think it's valuable and inspiring. My name is Linda. I'm an applied mathematician. I completed a PhD in it. I teach it at the university. I am uh, also the founder of Bungie Pie, which helps children learn maths using storytelling, animation, and real life examples. Uh, Hi, I like maths is my own initiative to raise awareness about the importance of mathematics in improving our cognitive ability, critical thinking, even our mental uh, um, abilities. This is not a technical show, so we won't talk about technical issues. It is mainly about challenges, discoveries, problems, solutions in this space. Today, I have Dr. Usha uh, Surida, who is my colleagues at the University of Technology, Sydney. I've known her for almost six years now. She's lovely, friendly, um, very hardworking and dedicated to the world of mathematics and its education. She has passion for teaching and um, I know how serious she gets um, around maths and, uh, and maths education. In this episode, she will talk about her story, her journey. Before giving you a brief introduction about her, I would like to ask you to support us by subscribing to this channel and give us more motivation to continue this work. Dr. Usha um, Sarida is a gold medalist from um, Andhra University, is one of those top ranks university in science in India. She completed two PhDs, not one, two PhDs in mathematics in the area of analysis, complex variables, proof theory, and artificial neural network. Apart from her great uh, academic achievements, uh, she has also worked in the finance uh, field, uh, worked for companies for eight years. Uh, Usha's passions about teaching uh, is nurtured by her parents. She has been teaching maths and numerical techniques, business, statistics, quantitative methods, all different sorts of subjects for various universities over more than three decades. Uh, Usha is part of the teaching team one of the prestigious UTS, University of Technology, Sydney Teaching Citation Award in 2011, uh, 18 and 2020. I was part of the gang in uh, 2020, by the way, uh, and I, I enjoyed her um, supervision and all the hard work she put in for teaching the students, managing that, manage the whole team, and also um, inspire them to do uh, a great work. So hanging there, you're gonna hear her stories. I'm gonna ask a few questions uh, and then you'll get to know her better. Uh, thank you, Osha, for uh, joining my show. This is my honor and, and my pleasure uh, to have you here. You have a great, great experience in the space of mathematics and maths education. You've been teacher. Uh, lecturing around, teaching around um, for quite a while and with the great experiences. So I'm pretty much sure you have a lot of interesting uh, stuff to talk about today. But I'd rather start with asking some uh, some questions about you. So you need to introduce yourself to us. So we're going to get to know you more. 
And the first question is, what did you want to be growing up? Thank you, Dr. Nahid Banihashimi. Um, it's also my honor to be participating in a very energetic show like this. And uh, before I tell about myself, there are people around me like you who um, uh, give me daily um, a lot of hope and uh, you know confidence about myself and all that. So it's like a synergy that develops uh, with the people around us. Thank so you. yeah, when I'm growing up, I never knew that there are um, more interesting subjects than mathematics because that's how my father brought me up mm -hmm. uh, along with my brother. So he was yeah. always glorifying mathematics in such a big way. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, so, and he was always showing me like, you know, with maths, how many things I can do. Yeah. And uh, so I, I don't think I had enough exposure into other areas. So oh, I should be honest with myself. Mm. So I did really choose, but it just happened like that. Right. And uh, of course, he was uh, he was tutoring me at home mm -hmm. when I needed. So I didn't know that there is another world other than mathematics. Great, great, All right. Yeah, that's what it is. And how uh, has your career path looked like since then? Yeah. Um, when we were studying, you know, basically from a country like India, study is everything and marks yeah. are everything. Yeah. Um, so, you know, 100 out of 100, you're good. And if you get 99, then the parent will ask, you know, where did you lose that one mark? Oh, right. So oh. that sort of atmosphere is where we were brought up. Mm -hmm. But it's not like undue pressure or anything. They were, they were asking about, you know, like, you know, if they ask about like where I went wrong, it's not to punish me or anything. Right. But to show me that, you know, perfection is always something that we aspire for. Mm -hmm. And uh, I feel that it's not wrong. Right. I mean, while I praise someone who got 49 or 50 or 55, I shouldn't be worried to praise someone who got 99. Mm -hmm. right. So for me, you know, achievement has to be praised while we encourage the people who are not achieving enough. Okay. But I, I can't feel that, you know, 55% and 99% are the same. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the, I don't believe in very um, uh, smart brains or uh, uh, some brains that are made up of uh, special material. Yeah. But that grinding and the hard work and, uh, and also the connection and the engagement. So right. they do matter. So yeah. in that sense, uh, my father used to say that, okay, you lost the one mark because you didn't apply it in in this correct way. Right. So he used to point out, but mm -hmm. I never felt uh, the pain that he's pointing at me. All right. So it was like a good criticism and we were all criticized and in front of, you know, the whole family, but oh, wow. we never took it seriously. All right. And we never thought that we need counseling and uh, we never thought that, you know, he's bullying us, nothing like that. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's so he's, more about discipline and, and teaching you how to discipline. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also feedback means feedback. Mm -hmm. So he made us to be aware of the fact that feedback has to be accepted. Mm -hmm. That it is good. So he made us, he prepared us for bad feedback as well. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. I, I think uh, that is what uh, 
we are afraid nowadays yeah yeah um in the in the new generation let mm-hmm. it be india or uh, australia or anywhere in the world yeah we are worried to give the feedback in critical terms because we are worried that we might offend the child That's or true. we might cause any distress to the child mm-hmm. so in that sense maybe we are actually uh doing the babysitting for the child mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that means we are not preparing them for the real world Right, right. So, so you want them to toughen up? In a way, but yeah. again, I I don't have too much of statistical evidence to to back up my back up what I feel. Yeah. Uh, my circle is very limited because I um, I have few friends, uh, and the other thing is music is a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. So. my friend circle they have to be either science or they have to be into music oh wow right so, very selective uh, i mean i don't select them but um, but i i cannot communicate properly for, oh, okay. uh, with other fields mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. is my fault not okay. uh, not in right. any other way right. so uh, therefore i feel that uh, um, i feel that uh, you know i i may not be talking from the perspective of lot of parents Mm-hmm. um yeah coming to parents uh, i feel that when i had to pick up a career uh by the time i was in my undergrad i got married right um and uh, and the, after my father and my mother uh, it's my in-laws who have actually done a lot for me that's so, right because they didn't have girls uh, they had only one son that's my husband all right so they gave me like all that uh, you know um, pension and support and caring so i'm i'm almost like their daughter oh wow only daughter so yeah. so that's how they cared for me and when i'm having my exams they used to come and cook for me oh wow because, uh, yeah 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 so because you know in indian custom after the marriage right i i came to my husband's place and he was working already as an engineer right so i was still studying so my right. mother-in-law used to come Oh, cool. And she used to look after me when I'm doing the exams and oh, you know wow, I'm nice. studying in the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very nice. And uh, it it is never complete. Right. If I don't mention their names, you know how much they have offered to me. Oh, great. And great. Uh, yeah, one day I want to do the same thing when I have my daughter-in-law. But yeah. of course, you know, my daughter-in-law would be, you know, I don't think she would come while she is studying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, yeah i studied after marriage right. which is a big thing for uh, many many families in right. those days yeah uh, but my husband also encouraged of course uh, you know he's is quite a uh, you know modern man so you know he encouraged yeah and then i studied and of course um, my father always said that you know marriage shouldn't stop you from studying that's true so uh, so that means i already knew that i will be studying for that mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so therefore i studied right and uh, then uh, i did my masters and then phd so everything wow yeah. wow studied. it's so all I, there I all the maths i never oh. had a break oh wow right and uh, and then i did my phd and then uh, while i'm submitting my thesis i got my job in the university as a lecturer great Right. And uh, I did. I actually did uh, applied maths, but I got a job in the computer science department. Oh wow! Because uh, they realized that uh, 
to for the students to study in computer science mm -hmm. they need a very good uh, mathematical background math background yeah and uh, really my that. yeah my phd was in logic so right. at this point i really want to uh, show the photo of one of the one of my mentors sure actually sure. he's my main mentor yeah so i would uh, so you can so this is almost like a fatherly figure to me after mm -hmm. my father right and uh, his name is professor j gopalakrishna yeah and also he was my father's very good friend they were right. nearly the same age yeah so after marriage when i when i went to that other city right for the university that's where he was uh, he right. was working yeah so he looked after me and then uh, so yeah he he has groomed me into like a, you know, and he, he he knew that um, uh, um i was very naive because apart from maths i didn't have other other skills right so he he taught me about how to teach maths oh wow right A, a lot of a lot of other skills, right? Teaching skills, communication, yeah, understanding, EQ, yeah. all of that. Yeah, yeah. So my father, it. my father was uh, the person who taught me mathematics. Yeah. But for me to be a teacher, it was my my professor and my PhD supervisor. Great. Just yeah. On that same note, I should also mention my other PhD supervisor. Yeah, is uh, Professor Bill Gibson in uh, Sydney University. Right. So after I came back to Australia, right. Um, I I was um, I was lucky because the first door I have knocked on. Right. Um, I I found the job because that was Professor Chris Durrant. Right. I think you also know him. Yeah. You were undergrad. Yeah. 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 so when i went there um, on that day someone was going on maternity leave oh wow so it was just luck just luck and uh, and, <laughs> and he said do you want to teach from uh, you know from so and so date like within the next week yeah and uh, i said yes uh, it it was never a problem because during my phd days in india yeah i also had some experience with teaching right so when i came to sydney teaching wasn't a problem mm -hmm. uh, the that only was problem quite was yeah i was talking very fast right and i didn't know how to do the punctuation and you know slowing down <laughs> uh, but my accent was very very uh, strong right so then i was working with uh, dr mary myersko right yeah i know i know her yeah she's she's, she's again um, uh she was also like a big sister and a mentor yeah she is she's great so, yeah all i had so a chance they used to put two uh two lectures mm -hmm. um and we used to share the teaching all oh, right and sometimes we used to have one one person as lecturer and the other person as tutor mm -hmm. so i don't think that combination is prevailing now right yeah no not that? that often Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Mary was lecturing and I was uh, tutoring in right. some classes. Yeah. And then she was gracious to give me lecturing and she was tutoring in a different class. Right. So that way I knew how to be a tutor. Right. And also I knew how to be a lecturer in Australia. Oh, right. 
So, so how was she, it? Was it was it tough, or it was just because transition? It's a little bit challenging, and um, uh, just the. It was less of work, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. because in India, um, the system is uh, such that you you have to do like several examples and uh, you give a lot of homework, even at the university level. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then they are supposed to solve them mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, the major textbooks. So there's right. no lecture notes. All right. You have to study from textbook only. Yeah. Yeah. It's very intense. Very intense. Mm -hmm. And then the exam paper is set by an external university. Right. So even I do not know what type of uh, what type of question you get at the end. And, and also, and also the notation could be different sometimes. Yeah. So it is like a big puzzle for the student. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I I studied in that context. Mm -hmm. So I was a bit surprised, like uh, you know, I have to do the exam setting and I have to I have to mark it. Right. Which was not there in India, the mm -hmm. question paper comes from some university and the marking is done by a different university by some decoding of the yeah. names. Yeah. So a lot of uh, secrecy Yeah, just to avoid the play, um, favoritism or anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so that's why, and also the number of students are you know quite huge. So the systems are like, you know, more... Uh, uh, there's more administrative thing. So I never saw what my students wrote. Oh, okay. Yeah. So th that is the type I, I taught in India. Mm -hmm. Whereas here it is more open. Yeah, it is. So we know what paper is given and what the student uh, got and how they wrote everything. Yeah. 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 It's more relaxed yeah. here. Though. Yeah. So yeah, maths teaching in Australia is very... Um, very profound and um, of course teaching in Sydney University as you are yeah as you yeah. are familiar yeah it's yeah. quite uh, quite a good experience quite it a is. high level experience yeah and, it is it and is. it's uh, like an honor you know because it's the oldest university in Australia that's true yeah and to be working there and you know in those big buildings I felt like I'm no you know I'm nothing yeah, I do get I do get the same feeling because I did my postdoc at Sydney Uni. I still teach for them, yeah. so just just for a few hours to to keep my contact. Yeah. But I do I, I do get that feeling that you're talking about that all yeah. walking walking through them and have a look at it. Just have a sense sense of uh, being part of that that community. It's, it's just something. It's very, yeah, is is very big feeling. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, and especially the way they treated me in the beginning days. Yeah, when I was settling, uh, I I knew only Sydney University. After right. a few months, I I went to UTS. Right. For some colloquium or something, and mm -hmm. that's when I when they offered me some evening teaching in UTS as well. Right. But during the daytime, I was teaching, and that was a surprise to me because in India you can only have one job. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you can you have do an evening job. <laughs> fine. Yeah. And that's when I met uh, Mary Copeland. Mm. She was one of uh, the very first uh, set of friends. Yeah. Yeah. And very supportive. Very supportive. Very yeah. supportive. And the other person is uh, Brian uh, Stevenson. Yeah. Yeah. And they and everyone who met me treated me quite well. 
Yeah. So they treated me with utmost respect, and uh, that's correct. With uh, with uh, with a like a just like a friend, they never, um, uh, you know, they never. Um, I mean, they always made me feel at home. That's great. And uh, and that's why if someone says now, if a youngster says, "Oh, you know, like you treat me well," then I say that that's my training. You know mm. what I receive, I'm giving to you. Mm. That's all. Because I I I felt that uh, you know um, like you know the other per the, the other person must feel important. Yeah. And uh, you know that sort of thing they created in me. So the you know Sydney University as well as UTS. Mm -hmm. And then I started to teach in UNSW. All right. So you're yeah. quite experienced teaching at all universities. Yeah. in sydney and mm -hmm. then traveling and driving mm. and then you know maybe you don't you know you are too young um at the time when i was driving right. i used to have the map in my lap oh right yeah, yeah. and then i was checking and then i was, Ooh. I was driving there's Ooh. no mobile phone all right i know how tough it is so haven't done that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. and uh, we, i can imagine we were, we were following those green boards and uh, signs more than the book yeah and you know like you know if you if you missed one road then it's not a big problem because with your mathematical logic you can say okay you made three left turns that means somehow you have to yeah yeah all right like that geometry <laughs> that's one thing i'll share with everyone all right <laughs> the geometry and that skill um I, I feel that uh, the mobile phones took it away. That's true. That's my feeling as well. The, my the nav navigator as well, you know, by yeah. keeping the navigator in the car, mm -hmm. then we yeah, are yeah. That's following just destroys sense of direction, and you know, it makes your brain lazy. There's no trying to find new ways to get there, or even ways to get there rather yeah. than new ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you I won't. Uh, you. you don't really uh, you know like uh, we used to look at the map and make a diagram yeah. and then go this way this is shortcut we never knew yeah. the number of kilometers or whatever yeah. just for it oh i'm on page 238 then i have to oh from this connects to 362 and then go back and forth right and uh, that's how we travel so like today sydney is like my second home it is mm. my second home anyway yeah Yeah, I do. But uh, yeah, I I I love the country because it has given me everything. That's great. That's great. I have the same feeling for Australia yeah. as well. I think it has given us a lot. So so tell me about what you're passionate about. I know you like teaching, but uh, is there anything else that you would like to? Yeah, yeah. Mention? Actually, um, when I when I was in Sydney University, uh, after one year, I had one shock. which mm -hmm. is that uh, they said i um, i cannot just teach like that i have to be in some research group right to continue um it's not a big shock but then mm -hmm. at the time i was actually pregnant right and i was expecting my first child all right um then i thought like you know what research field would i fit in mm -hmm. because you know i had a break of Two years since uh, I mean three years since mm -hmm. uh, finishing my first PhD in India right. and my job and then migrating here and then mm -hmm. joining in this job and I was settling as a lecturer. Mm -hmm. Then uh, Mary called me and she said, uh, "We had to let you know that you need to 
be part of our research group so which which group do you choose or you are okay to start your own group she oh, said wow. there are two options right uh, but then at the time i just finished my phd in non standard analysis mm-hmm. which was a very new branch of analysis and it was very fashionable in us mm-hmm. so that's why i chose it for oh, that uh, subject is not yet uh, very common in australia right so i cannot start a new group okay. i mean i could have but yeah. being pregnant and uh, you know in the next four months i was expecting my baby right so i didn't want to start a new group mm-hmm. and then with that thing i i was hoping that uh, i could join into a group Mm-hmm. so then uh, i approached professor bill gibson and he was very generous he said um i mean neural networks is very fashionable at the time yeah yeah so you know like i i wanted fashion right right so i i said can i join you know in uh, you know with for a phd with you then he said why do you want to do a phd you already have one and now you are going to have a baby and uh, you know like you want to have a good career like you know how does this help you right uh, then um, actually at the time my other friends who uh, like two other friends who came with a phd from india right they have got a job in bank okay but they already had kids in india so they came here and they got a job right and uh, when i talked to them they said you know the universities have got lesser number of roles Mm-hmm. so that's why banks are more fetching so we will we are planning to go there so i was just a bit uh, shocked mm-hmm. because in india universities are growing and expanding yeah and the more new universities are adding up all right to the list yeah so whereas he so that means more staff are needed yeah so more jobs are created yeah whereas here uh, it's opposite it's exactly opposite yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i was boring, a bit worried really? i was a bit worried so yeah. i thought that no i want to stay in the university so that means i would get a local degree and would be more useful so i have my ties with the university mm-hmm. and by then my husband is already in a full time job and he right. also supported it he said you know having done so much maths and you 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 always wanted to be into maths so why do you want to change your field into banking mm-hmm. so then i enrolled into phd Oh wow! Yeah. So it so was a second PhD. Yeah. So that's how I did, but then I changed to part time when uh, I had my first child and then second child mm-hmm. immediately after. So then, uh, for practical reasons, I changed to part time. Right. So that makes sense. About six years. Right. But all that time I was teaching, uh, and I was also teaching in Western Sydney University. Oh wow! You uh, talk, so, Usha. I know that. Yeah. So it was good. it was right. good but uh, somehow i dragged myself to finishing the phd right. but not without the support of bill gibson bill gibson is another fine gentleman mm-hmm. who saw my limitations but then he was never compromising right said, take your time but you have to get this you have to get this yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, the one thing that my phd uh, like you know my first uh, uh, supervisor professor gopalakrishna said was that if anyone asks you what you did in your phd you should be able to put it in uh, three sentences right you should be able to tell them how important it is mm-hmm. and uh, don't put any mathematical jargon there 
just tell them you know this is how it is useful to society this is how it is useful uh to the common person right. this is how it is useful to this group so you should be able to explain it in very um um ordinary language mm -hmm. and fortunately i found bill gibson to be the you know similar personality so right. he said you know you are you think neural networks is fashionable but what do you want to do right you know, this is what i am doing because his work is all about uh, connecting to the biological process of brain mm -hmm. oh that's great i love and, that and simulating the brain process no it's great it's very interesting so yeah. by off is really tough yeah and he was having a lot of connections with the um, uh, biology faculty in uh, right. sydney university mm -hmm. so i noticed that his research is very top class all right and he was uh, he was uh, co-authoring with john robinson mm -hmm. he's a big statistician in the department right and uh, bill gibson is maths so these two combined and then they were dealing with uh, biology people right so it's like you know very um, you know state of the art combination mm -hmm. so i was a bit worried like you know where i would fit in because uh, statistics is not like my big um, strength my strength right. was only maths mm -hmm. so at the time uh, i said i will learn um i will learn uh, because i'm not in urgent need of a phd right. because i already have one mm -hmm. and uh, you know my underlying need is to be in teaching right but uh, fortunately i got the scholarship also great in the sydney university great got the scholarship so it happened like that right uh, but uh, i can never um forget the support that i got from right. these uh, three men like my dad of course when i say my dad my mom is part of him yeah and professor uh, akriya rice and professional rice yeah gopalakrishna who is my first supervisor and my second supervisor so they had their highest standards they never compromised but at the same time on a human level they have given me the support they understood that this person is a young woman and she's having children and she has a family and uh, she's teaching already so they gave me this time but also they were insisting on the perfection mm -hmm. so it took me time but i submitted obviously mm. then became then there was a twist so suddenly when i submitted my thesis in sydney university uh, one of my colleagues at the time he went into actuarial field mm -hmm. and uh, and then he rang me one day and he said usha i just knew that you submitted the thesis are you interested in an actuarial position right um and then uh, i said you know what type of things i have to do uh, he said now we are we are recruiting like four people mm -hmm. and uh, i know that you know you have a lot of passion into it and i know that you have already done statistics so my boss asked me because i am from sydney university yeah Uh, he asked me like you know can you suggest some people so i thought of you and you know three other i'm not the only one right so there are three more people right. and uh, he said do, do you want to just come and meet my principal right uh, and then i said why not you know mm -hmm. but i don't know what i will be doing because uh, i only know how to teach but right. other things i never i never had that uh, you know um, that business context in my life yeah uh, but then uh, i i checked with my other 
family friends and mentors and they said you know now you are at a stage where um you can make a uh, change into the industry mm-hmm. and then you can always come back to the back to university you. because mm. universities because they were working in the university at the mm-hmm. time one in chemistry and the other one in mining engineering they are like professors already they said that you know this is your opportunity mm-hmm. because if you go to the industry it pays you more definitely yeah. and uh, it gives you lot of exposure mm-hmm. and you can see how your maths is applied mm-hmm. and uh, and also being a woman is not easy in a industry no no so you will know the ups and downs Mm-hmm. and then when you come back to the university you will be a better teacher right yeah If that's true want. actually yeah because you have um, no industry um, yeah. experience that you can share and you can talk about and use for teaching yeah see now you you are a business owner mm. okay and you know how difficult it is to you know like a um in the in that uh, establish a brand it's hard competitive world it's yeah hard. yeah so it's i hard. that's why i have my highest appreciation for you <laughs> thank you so thank you. I, i i i i was unsure how i would fit in mm-hmm. but i thought that i will take the step right uh, because right. i always have the backing because um i mean money is important but at the yeah. same time you know uh, some challenges we shouldn't regret afterwards that's true and uh, my kids are in um, still primary school at the time and mm-hmm. just young so i thought that you know if if they're small and they are having you know not a very high level educational needs then i can focus on my career and then right. when they need me in high school then i can always think of whether i would uh, uh, you right. know whether I, you know if i'm feeling that i'm not doing enough justice for them then i can always go back Mhm yeah so yeah that uh, twist came uh, right and uh, i had to leave the sydney university because i couldn't uh, you know uh, they were asking me in sydney university i had um, uh, you know like you know um, bill palmer mhm i think you remember him sandra sandra britton and jenny henderson they were all like you know um, quite affectionate to me and they said like you know if you want you can teach a couple of hours in the evening yeah so you will still keep the connection because right. i was feeling a bit uh, uh, down that leaving nostalgic evening. like you know emptying cupboards and uh, yeah yeah i know and they said no you you know at the time we were lucky because we had our office rooms and uh, you know they they made that extension into castle building so mm-hmm. you know there we had one room and i was sharing with someone else and they said you can leave your stuff here oh wow, great and do the work and right. you have the honorary associate status yeah um, as long as you continue to do some research mm-hmm. and then uh, i kept the things there so i tried to uh, teach for a few more years in the evening times right yeah right yeah but uh, in the actuarial world i i learned um about this applicational part that's great so that's it great. was like suddenly i felt like a dwarf there so oh, wow. because just maths is not good enough you have to play the trick you have yeah. to talk to the customer and you have to show off yeah you are working business world welcome to business world. yeah <laughs> yeah in teaching you are what you are 
That's true. But in in an actuarial field, especially, mm-hmm. you are talking to the customers, and then uh, you have to just you know show off your worth every minute. Yeah. And uh, there is um, there is also a lot of scope to grow. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, sure. Yeah. Sure. Again, yeah. Um, by fate or whatever, I had a lucky um, time there. I had a good friend. Um, actually, this person who has introduced me to the boss, he left. He went to J.P. Morgan. All right. So, um, so uh, after I joined in Merce, he left in within four or five months. Oh wow! So he wasn't mentoring me because he said, "Sorry, we were like colleagues in Sydney University, so I don't want to be your mentor." Mm-hmm. So uh, let us just put it that way. So you be mentored by someone else. Right. And I thought that is also okay because he was a bit younger to me, and mm-hmm. and also he was having some other career goals. Right. So I was mentored by another very powerful woman. She was right. Very powerful. So she was mentoring me, but again, um, it was luck. Mm-hmm. You know, not always you get to work with good people. That's true. Good in the sense that yeah. they are doing what they are saying. Right. you see so so many people also caution me that there is backstabbing and uh, there is uh, you know this uh, you know the ugly side of business world yeah i do get but uh, i couldn't i couldn't face that because my team wasn't like that mhm it was again luck just pure luck right that i was there and uh, i was there for about 8 years Oh wow! And then uh, I was I joined like a consultant. Then I had two promotions. Right. So I became associate and the senior associate. And uh, by then, my kids, uh, my daughter, the elder one, is into year ten. Right. This teenage. Yeah. Stories. Right. So and then she needed me more. Right. Uh, you know, I was working. Um, you know, like obscene hours sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then bringing work. home and then doing those project finance sheets and all that but i was never traveling right but even then it was quite hectic all right i, I couldn't go already uh, at that time i knew that you know the time for me to come back to university to university i i was not prepared to leave the job right uh, because uh, without work uh, you know like i never imagined myself all right yeah so i decided that you know to um you know especially for my daughter i want to be there when mm-hmm. she was growing up especially in a um, in a foreign country because the the place where i have grown up has a different system That's and true. here it's a different system and yeah. i haven't grown properly as a mother That's true. so i had to know a lot all right and to to be able to you know teach my daughter So then I made the move back. Back to uni, right? Okay. Anyway, I want to add that my daughter is a lawyer today. So I'm glad that she chose her own profession. At at times, she used to say, "I would never study maths because I'm afraid that you will teach me." <laughs> so, and then uh, my husband said, "Don't worry, you know, she's a teenager, mm. so let her say anything." But uh, by the time she came to year twelve. um it was one of her uh, it was her principal right luckily again it was a luck luck thing mm-hmm. 
right that uh, her principal um he said that you know don't have brad pitt on your walls you should have periodic table on your wall <laughs> and uh, you should have albert einstein so he's so much into science right right so i i don't think i have influenced her a lot right but the school has made her uh, like the science mm-hmm. so finally she took pre unit maths and uh, then whenever she was stressed she used to do maths oh and, wow uh, when i went she used to close the book i said what are you doing <laughs> she said oh something i am relaxing all right <laughs> but uh, i think she's also growing up yeah yeah so she, yeah yeah i think uh, just 6 months before her hsc mm-hmm. she she came to me one day and she said oh actually my friends are asking this and i said what is it uh, she said can they come over i said why not you know they can and uh, so what do you want to do she said can you teach us maths oh wow <laughs> so she said we'll have like a you know sleepover right. but we want you to teach some math right right and uh, i said yeah that's fine why not but i never taught in a school but year 12 maths is just like our first year uni yeah uh, you know in some ways yeah in some way so yeah year 12 three unit maths so mm-hmm. i used to teach them and that was a very you know fortunate uh, thing for me thanks for listening to this episode i hope you enjoyed it I'll invite her again um, to talk about teaching methods and she will discuss about uh, building up confidence um, around maths, um, become more independent um, around uh, mathematics again, uh, uh, building up the language of math- mathematics and also uh, create some scenarios to, to bring out the logic, creative, fun uh, stuff um, for, for students uh, to... to learn maths. Thank you for listening to to this episode. I hope um, you enjoyed it. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to our platform and motivate us to uh, continue this great work.